this show is uh, assuming that Mike Norvell is the new coach. Um, so we're definitely going we're definitely going to go in depth with that coaching hire and what he needs to do to turn this thing around and make it a winner again. Also, I'm going to do my all time Seminoles team uh, and my 2020 season predictions. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, I think first off, assuming that Mike Norvell is the coach at this point, um, he needs to find two great coordinators. Um, I think you've got two on the staff already in Kendall Bryles and Jim Levitt. Um, I mean, I think it's a far-going conclusion that Harlan Barnett has to go. Uh, Raymond Woody has to go. Um, You just need to revamp that defense. And we just need some guys in there that can actually teach. Um, I don't think zone is that hard to learn. I mean, cover three, basically you're dividing the field into thirds and you're staying as as deep as the deepest. Cover four, you're dividing the field into quarters and nothing gets behind you. Stay as deep as the deepest. I mean, everybody knows that. If, If you stay in your zone, you don't chase, okay? If receiver goes out of your zone, then the person in that next zone picks him up. It's that simple. Um, So we need some better teachers as far as defense goes. Um, I think the offensive staff is pretty good with Bryles and Dugans and Telly Lockett and Randy Clements. I think you got a nice group right there. Um. But defensively, we need an overhaul. Um, Strength and conditioning. I know I've touched on this on other episodes. Um, You need to go find the the best strength and conditioning guy available. Um, You know, at the very least, going into next season, at the very least, I want Florida State to be the most well-conditioned team in the country. That goal is attainable. That goal is attainable. We don't have to be the best team in the country. Okay? That's reaching for the stars in, in, you know, nine months. But we can be the most well-conditioned team in the country in nine months. Um, Financial backing from admin administration and boosters. You know, you've taken a cheap approach to the football program and part of that was Bobby Bowden had just had tremendous success throughout his career at Florida State with very minimal uh financial support from the administration and the boosters, but you can't this is a different era of college football. Um you have to uh, put in maximum funds to get maximum results. And that's just the bottom line. Uh, you can't do 
this thing cheap anymore. If you want to be in the playoff year in and year out, if you want to win 10, 11 games year in and year out, if you want to get the best recruits, you got to do it on the field. You got to have a competent head coach. You got to do it on the field. And like I've said on previous episodes, you have to bring the bag. And that what's the bag? The bag is a bag full of $100 bills for the recruit. I mean, let's face it. This has been going on in college football forever. It's just more money involved now. Um, standalone football facility needs to be built ASAP um, with a modern uh, strength and conditioning center. We already touched on strength and conditioning. Okay, this is this is where football is going. Recruits want to have want to play football at a place, and they want to be able to go to their own facility. You know, this started about what four or five years ago, and Jimbo saw it coming. He tried to get out in front of it, and you know, to his dismay, they wouldn't. They wouldn't build it for him, and. Um, so if you would have if you would have did this, you know, several years ago, this program would be a be- a lot better off. And I know I've said this in previous episodes, but this is what Mike Norvell has to do, so he doesn't be out of a job in twenty one games, <laughs> like they did old Willie Taggart. Um, get players to buy in immediately. That's probably going to be one of the hardest things that you're going to have to do because this is their third coach um, in probably as many years. So it's going to be hard to uh, get them to buy in. That's why if I was Matt, Mike Norville, and um, I would try to keep most of the coaches that are on this staff around because they know the players. And you're not going to be able to relate right off the bat. You know, it's going to be a learning curve as far as getting these guys to buy into your philosophy when it comes to football. Um, Next, you got to find some offensive tackles and some defensive ends that are ACC caliber. And when I say ACC caliber, that's not, you know, like what Georgia has or what Clemson has, just some guys that can make a play, you know, uh, some offensive tackles that can actually hold their blocks and they don't get boat raced on the edge, and then some defensive ends that can actually rush the quarterback. Okay, he's not sitting back there like a the Statue of Liberty just, you know, doing whatever he wants. That's that's going to be a big-time issue. And we touched on this earlier. Uh, teach DBs to play zone coverage. You know, that's paramount. It's really the DBs and the linebackers. You, When you play zone coverage, you have to get to your zone, and you basically, you know, not just stay in one spot, but you have to move around a little bit, you know, to to, to funnel those receivers. Don't let them go untouched into the next zone um and you you just have to play with your eyes as they say when you play zone you know and um when a guy comes into your zone you got him you know everybody knows this um next you have to recruit like it's the end of the universe 
And I'm not, I'm not saying go after all five stars, but get the best guys that you can get. And I would just offer everybody. And just, you know, you, you have to get your recruiting department up to par with the other recruiting departments in the country. Um, you know, you, the days of being cheap are over. So you just got to come to that realization that recruiting is year round and you can't just depend on your coaching staff. You know, you got to have a department to recruit. You need you need 10 to 15 individuals. That is their job is to recruit for Florida State. You can like I said, you can no longer if you want to compete for championships, if you want to be a factor in today's college football being cheap is not going to cut it. My 2020 predictions for the season, um, I haven't even looked at the schedule, but based on, um, I know we play West Virginia in the first game. I'm going to say 7-5 and five or 8-4 and four is the best case scenario. Um, you know, this team hasn't de- demonstrated to me that they can win the games that that they should win. Uh, example, Boise State, Wake Forest, Virginia, games that we should have won. Um, but just no tenacity, no sense of urgency, no heart, no fight, no want to. So assuming that Mike Norvell can come in and flip the culture, make an impression, get these guys to buy in, I'm still saying 7-5, 8-4. And if he can go eight and four with this team, you know, you know, open up the floodgates because the recruits are coming. They're going to buy in. Um, and I really should have said this one before the 2020 predictions. But, oh, well, you have if you're going to run the spread, no huddle attack, RPO, read option, whatever. Can we get a true dual threat quarterback? Okay, a guy that can take off and is that is not statuesque back there in the pocket. James Blackman can make all the throws, but his mobility is like next to nothing. So unless you're going to go find some some good tackles from somewhere, you know, I just don't think you can, you know, put him back out there. Great arm, make all the throws. But he can't escape from no one. So lastly, I want to go to my all-time Seminole team. Defense. My defensive line is Peter Boulware, Andre Wadsworth, Corey Simon, Raynard Wilson. Corners. Deion Sanders. Jalen Ramsey. Linebackers. Derek Brooks. Marvin Jones. And I couldn't decide between Telvin Smith or Ernie Sims. So I kind of got both of them right there. Um, So I'm going to have to think about that. My safeties are Dexter Jackson and Leroy Butler. Um, My offense, my first team offense, that was my first team defense, by the way. My first team defense is, uh, I didn't really have any backups for my offensive line, so. 
Um, Walter Jones, Rodney Hudson, Clay Shiver, Cam Irving, Trey Thomas. Uh, tight end, of course, is Nick O'Leary. Um, wide receivers, Peter Warwick, Rashard Green. Quarterback, Charlie Ward. Running backs, Warwick Dunn. Um, I guess I'll throw a little backup action in there. My backup skill positions, because I didn't do any backups on the offensive line. Uh, backup to Peter Warwick, Fred Belitnikoff. Backup to Richard Green is going to be E.G. Green. Backup tight end is Lonnie Johnson. Backup quarterback is going to be Jameis Winston and Chris Winkie. Backup running backs, I would go with Dalvin Cook, of course, Travis Miner, and Amp Lee. Uh, backup defense. My defensive line, um, I went with Demarcus Walker, Broderick Bunkley, Timmy Jernigan, and I couldn't really think of a backup defensive end for uh, Raynard Wilson. Um, Backup corners, Terrell Buckley, Corey Sawyer. Um, Backup safeties, Greg Reed, LaMarcus Joyner. My kicker would be Sebastian Janikowski. My backup kicker would be Scott Bentley. Kickoff and punt returns, you know I got to go with uh, Tamar Van Ophel. So that's my all-time team, man. Um, You want to argue about it, put it, you know, say something in the comments. Um, I just got approved for Apple Podcasts, so please rate, review, Subscribe. It really helps the podcast. Um, you know, I'm this thing is taking off way faster than I thought it would. Um, but I do appreciate the support on YouTube, um, and on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Um, and I'm just gonna keep this this uh, content coming, man. Um, so once again, this is the Go Knows Podcast. And thank you for listening and go nose.